Welcome back. Hi, thanks for tuning into the Thanks, Spartan Dog 97. When I'm not printing off ballots to help Joe Biden win the election, I'm Spartan Dog 97. I'm joined by Lucas, and uh, Brett is playing school right now. He's going to be out for the next few weeks. He'll still be on the gambling pod. So, filling in his place is Mitch. Guys, what's going on? Uh, just trying to decide if I want to spend $1,500 on a new gaming PC or if I just want to buy myself a laptop instead so I can have the portability. Really kicking myself that I didn't pre-order a Series X, but it's what it is. Hey, speaking of, speaking of next-gen consoles, I saw the craziest fucking thing today. It was, it was the Kotaku review of the PS5. And it was, it was something. I got to pull it up. This thing is fucking unreal. I can't believe that this made it to print. Someone talk, so I'm not, okay. Great console, weird timing is the headline. That yeah. instantly lures you in. Yeah, so this is, this is the first paragraph. Uh, this is in the first paragraph. How would my boss, whose various PlayStation 4 reviews I've skinned several times so as to glean some insight into what I should cover, review this thing? How can anyone at this very moment in time review this thing? He goes on. The world is still reeling under the weight of the COVID-19 pandemic. There are more Americans out of work right now than at any point in the country's history with no relief in sight. Our healthcare system is an inherently evil institution that forces people to ration life-saving medication like insulin and choose suicide over suffering with untreated mental illness. So listen, the guy's not wrong, right? That that's that's completely valid. But like, why, why the do you fuck does that matter to <laughs> reviewing the PS5? Oh, if you want to write about more. how fucked up the healthcare system is, I don't know if a Kotaku review of the PlayStation 5 is the place to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Odd. <laughs> having a normal one, folks. If you've been on social media the past few days, you know that everyone's just having a normal one. Uh, business as usual. I've been fantastic the last few days. Yeah, Mitch has been on one. Uh, before before we get in, before I got sidetracked and reminded of that of that review, uh, just want to give my just want to give a shout out a goodwill soon to Coach Izzo. Uh, for those who don't know, he tested positive for COVID today. Um, he the press release said he was showing mild symptoms, but um, yeah, uh, get well soon, Coach. Uh, but like, like the guy in Kotaku said, you know, the healthcare system only cares about profit, and Izzo's got a lot of money, so he'll be fine. Yeah, get well soon, Coach. I know you're a big, big listener. Um, hopefully, hopefully you'll be listening while you're quarantined with with uh, Coach Coach Fife. Coach Fife, we know you're listening. Send Izzo our uh, well our, our regards. Yeah. Um, and in typical Tom Izzo fashion, he had a press conference about it afterwards and apologized to the reporters for wasting their time. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. All yeah. right. So let's get into the pod. Uh, we're going to start with our customary three minutes that goes long because I go on a rant or Lucas sidetracks me or whatever. <laughs> 
about the Lions. So here we go. Three minutes on the clock. I'm just going to ignore it if I'm on one. Uh, so, like, I'm so glad that we won against Arizona. I'm so fucking happy. And I'm really happy, like, we blew out Jacksonville. And I'm, like, incredibly ecstatic that, like, Todd Gurley fucked up and rolled into the end zone. That's great. It's fucking awesome. Because now we have a quarterback that had to isolate the entire week, went out, threw two picks, and got concussed. We have a wide receiver who doesn't want to be here anymore. Uh, we have a coach who's probably knows he's going to get fired. A GM who is probably going to be able to keep his job somehow after all of this bullshit. And we have ownership that doesn't give a fuck. And like, I saw, I saw something today on one of the tweets about um, under Pride of Detroit, one of the slappies from Pride of Detroit, Detroit t- tweeted something like, like, before you tell me, before you tell the Fords to sell the team, give me a suggestion as to who could do better. Uh, literally anyone with the fucking capital to buy the team could do better. Literally fucking anybody. If anybody with $3 billion could do better than the Fords. But it's a cash cow. It's never, it's automatic profit. No matter what. The NFL is going to make crazy money this year in a pandemic where fucking 40 million people are out of work. But the Lions and the Fords are still going to make hundreds of millions of dollars. Nobody's going to, they're not going to sell. So we're just kind of stuck with these fucking assholes. And it sucks. I hate it. I just want them to move the team so I don't have, so I can like root for another team without being like, without feeling like I'm a bandwagon or whatever. You guys know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck. It, it, yesterday's performance was abhorrent. It was abhorrent. I mean, like Kirk Cousins probably had a little like election outcome rage in him. So he's <laughs> probably playing a little, he's probably playing a little up, which is fine. But like, you got pushed around like you were a Pop Warner team against the Vikings. I mean, Dalvin Cook had holes the size of fucking fucking Corey Chase's coochie to just run through. The Vikings might be a sneaky in-the-hunt team in a month. Bullshit. They're going to be on the the in-the-hunt graphic. They're going to be where we thought we would be and we were pissed off about. It's just we can't win with these fucking guys. It's like they either, they either like they're not good enough to like be good, but they're also not bad enough to fucking suck. All right, that's our three minutes. All I'm gonna say, what if, one, well, what if I told you the teams they play are still so bad that they could make the playoffs because of the extant, expanded format? No, there's no fucking. Way. I mean, like Wrong. if that were true. <laughs> If that were true, I mean, like, Washington this Sunday is probably a win because they're on, like, their seventh quarterback or whatever. Okay, if he loses this game, he might get fired. That's the only thing I could see. Yeah, Lions fans. If they lose this game in an embarrassing fashion, I could really see Patricia gone on Monday or Tuesday. So, like, they're not – is Haskins is playing – Haskins is under center again, correct? I think it's Alex Smith. What? Yeah. It's Alex yeah. Smith. Yeah. Uh, 
he has uh, he has odds to win comeback of the player of the year now. Oh, he automatically wins comeback player of the year for yeah. If he any for his leg, yeah, for his leg. Anytime he took, anytime he anytime he was ever going to take a snap again in the NFL, he was going to win comeback player of the year. I think if you survive a sack from Aaron Donald in your first game back, you deserve you deserve comeback player of the year. It's fucking um, his leg is held together by rubber bands and chewing that, gum. Uh, that was just my my quick take. Like I, you know, there's games that are just fluctuating in terms of wins losses. Just looking at the final eight games, it's Washington. I'm gonna still call a lock, but every other game's a toss up, and there there's no certain win anymore. Like this can be eight and eight, seven and nine, or it could be four and twelve. It it could get, it could get pretty bad after this Sunday. Both for four and twelve because I don't. But again, four and twelve isn't good enough to get you Justin Fields or Trey Lance. So I don't, I don't fucking know. I mean, it could be, it might be, but I just don't. I don't know. It's not going to be. It's it's not going to get you that next quarterback. So like, if you're, we saw it this year, right? No one, everyone and their mother knew they weren't going to take Tua. So like, they didn't have the leverage to trade number three. So they end up taking Jeff Okuda, which like. It's not his fault he has this all this expectation like thrown on him. But it's still like it still sucks that we have the number 3 pick in the draft and we used it on a corner who routinely gets burned. And maybe once a new staff comes in and he actually gets like some productive coaching, maybe he'll turn it around, but fuck, I doubt it. But you're putting all your hope on Bob Quinn to hire a competent coach. And then or, even if Quinn gets fired. I was just say, or the Fords to hire a competent GM. So yeah. let's move on. Let's move on to MSU. Um, I, yeah, let's, let's do that. I established the company line early on Saturday when I said, uh, don't care, got Paul. And that's pretty much where I'm. That's pretty much where I'm at still. It's like, don't care, got Paul. That MSU game could not have come at a better time because literally 30 minutes prior to its start, Joe Biden was announced as a president-elect, and I could not give less of a fuck about football. I mean, I had to live tweet that game, and um, I ran out of material pretty quick. So I had to, <laughs> so I had to rely on banter with, uh, with good old Lucy. And uh, Thank you for coming on the pod, Lucy. Yes, thanks, Lucy. And just kind of being self-deprecating. Like, that went sideways really quickly. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it, I think uh, I think Erickson Kiva put it best when they said that, you know, it, this is expected in a college rebuild team. You're going to have weeks where they look like world beaters and they're doing everything right. And you're going to have weeks where they like, where they just don't have it. And this week was a week where they, where they didn't have it. Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, I, I felt like coming into the game, we were kind of poised for a letdown, but I wasn't expecting that big of, I mean, all three phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams were abysmal. I will say, I, I will say this, like for all, like I'm not, I'm not putting too much stock in this loss. Um, Rutgers, I put a lot of stock in just because. It's Rutgers. It's Rutgers, and it was the first game, and they looked terrible. They had seven turnovers. 
Um, the Michigan game, like looking back on it, that loss said a lot more about Harbaugh and Don mm-hmm. Brown than it did about than it did about MSU. Like again, don't care got Paul. Yeah, but it's just I I really can't I really can't muster up a fuck to give about this loss. I mean, I'm happy for my fr- I'm happy for our new friend Lucy. She uh, wrote an amazing preview article, by the she way. She wrote it like the hilarious. funniest. She wrote the funniest piece of writing that the site has ever had. I was so pissed off writing it. <laughs> I was so pissed off editing it. I was fucking. I was like, and it was like grammatically correct too. Like I did. Like I couldn't even like leave in the wrong kind of yore to like kind of like undercut it. Like <laughs> it was grammatically perfect and funny. It was fucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah, it was such so like self depreciating. It was great. Yeah. So like I'll. So it's like now I'm planning an article where I'm going to like fix the hundred movies bucket list thing. And it's like, I can't, like, I can't think of anything else sports related to write. Cause it's like, there's, there's no material. Um, I will say a few areas where I do have long-term concerns about is, uh, is Jay Johnson kind of regressed to the mean this week. I kind of think he sucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was going to say I'm, <laughs> I know if that ruins our um... Lucas. Lucas, do you feel like an idiot for giving out su- a subscription to Wells newsletter? <laughs> <laughs> I want that free ended, like just until I'm. I, oh, I, I should I should have done one. I should have done the month to month one instead of the yearly. <laughs> Rocky Lombardi dot 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 future pro quarterback. Future like, pro. Oh, no. I don't hate. I no. I'm. T- I don't hate Jay Johnson. That one too. It was just like. Yeah. Well, I, I get what Will's trying to say. Like I listened to Locked On, and I'm sure both of you have or are about to. Um, but like Will is, you can tell it's like he's getting a little frustrated not just with the coaching, with the scheme, but also with the fans. Because he was on one. He was, a, as Kirby likes to say, he was going through it after the game a little bit with, like, the expectations because, you know, they were just sky high after Michigan, and then they plummet down to, you know, one or two wins. But I – I it was, it was it's concerning to lose 49-7, to I think, no matter how good or bad you are. Yes. Like, I was joking when it became 14 nothing. I'm like, wow, this could be like the 2010 game, and this was worse. Yeah. You know, in that 2010 game, that team was ranked number five or four in America, and Lee Corso even had them at number one. Like, that – We had in different circumstances, around. but um, I don't think Jay Johnson's that good. I'm sorry, Will, if you listen. Yeah. I don't think he's that good. All right. Yeah, I mean, not impressed he, at all. He looks like Dave Warner 1.0. Dave Warner who likes to throw more deep balls. Yeah, well, that's... I, and I said I said this. I I interjected on the gambling pod on on Friday, and I and I said like uh, Sponge asked like why why the spread was like so high, now and it was because like and it was because Iowa's defensive coordinator isn't a walking corpse. You know what I mean? Like, well, hey, think, don't make fun of Dr. Blitz like that. <laughs> well, and I think part of it is that there's always, like, rivalry games are way closer than spreads indicate. Yeah. And we were obviously way more amped for that game than Michigan was, and that's why we won it. But, um, you know, I think that was part of it too. But when it became 14 nothing, I was just watching Iowa run up and down the field. And I'm like, yeah, that was a pretty generous spread. But I get it because Iowa was 0-2. But 
but um, they, you know, they just had really shitty second halves. They Iowa should be pretty mediocre, which I think is fine to say in 2020 for them. It's just alarming to see. Like man, once you got past, once Iowa got past the linebackers, you know it was it was pretty much curtains for the defense and and they got you know, past the, they got past the linebackers a lot. The line, yeah. the line just they they got some corn fed they got some corn fed uh they got some corn fed boys all up in their all up in their faces and they got yeah they were probably also you know you got to remember Iowa's team is probably also going through it after the election results. <laughs> That's true. You know, I I called it MAGA rage. Um, yeah, dude. Kirk or Kirk Ferentz was probably the angriest he's ever been. And he's coaching for his job too. So yeah. if he came out and laid an egg against MSU, they had enough to fire him with with cause. He probably could have gotten fired. And his buyout was pretty cheap too. Like I mean, the buyout doesn't come into effect if you're fired with cause. So it was just the the fact that that's on his plate, and you know, his boy Trump going down. It was just a bad recipe and you know just holy fuck that line was huge yep i i'd kill i mean we've never really had an amazing offensive line under d'antonio but fuck i would kill for that just one year 15 was pretty decent yeah 15 yeah like conklin and allen you know were pretty good i wasn't trying to say that they weren't bad that they were bad but you know like just a line of like all five of them studs you know first first second round draft picks um, oh, I mean that'll never happen. Well, you know, what I mean, I just want a, a year close to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. Um, um go ahead. I'm done. And you know, I I want to look forward both to this upcoming week and you know, kind of the future because there's been a few, there's been a few massive commitments today that I would be remiss if we didn't pass, if we didn't pass on, if we didn't talk about. Uh, so let's let's start with let's start with Indiana. Um. Ugh. The line, I believe, is seven and a half right now. It it opened at like 10, and money just poured in for MSU after after their win, after their win against Michigan. Um, Listen, Tom Allen is Tom Allen's building something special in Bloomington. I don't think, I think that's been pretty apparent for a few years now. Uh, they got some. They got some crazy playmakers. You know, Watt Fillier, Stevie Scott, uh, Michael Penix Jr. He's finally got some Penix to work with. Yeah, just big Penix, just spraying it all over the field. Yeah. Uh, big Penix energy. Big Penix energy, and you know they. It's an emotional. It's an emotional win. You know, even though, I think we can see the power of a letdown game and. I think that spread was kind of was kind of was kind of calculated with that in mind, but mm-hmm. shit, I don't know, man. Like, there's a there's there's valid points. Like, like I don't think Indiana is like elite. Like that Penn State loss looks that Penn State win looks a little worse than it did than it did in the immediate aftermath. Yeah, and who is their week two game? Rutgers, Rutgers, and you know Rutgers. They, you know Rutgers. It was two scores, but you know it's it. Rutgers is Rutgers until proven otherwise. You know, and and this week, you know, they're playing a Michigan team that was. I mean that they just basically they basically took Jay Johnson's blueprint. Yeah, 
instead of Cody White catching the balls, it was Watt Fillier. So Excuse it was a lot me. more. It was a lot more wrong. Ricky White, thank you. Instead of Ricky White catching balls from Rocky Lombardi, it was Watt Fillier catching balls from uh, from Michael Penix. So it was it was a bit more effective. Yeah, Watt Fillier is a fucking monster. Uh, so I don't know what to be, think of this game. Yeah, I can't make heads or tails of it. Um, I don't, you know, it's it's at it's in Spartan Stadium, like that fucking matters this year. Um, it's. I, I look at them all as neutral site games. Eh, it depends. You still have to travel and stuff. Like it's not your, you know, it's not your home locker room. You're not as comfortable. Different protocols on different campuses. Like it's still a little yeah. different. It just feels weird, you know, looking there now. I'm only seeing like maybe 40, 50 fans, you know, for each side of the players' family. Yeah, you know, to be honest, after watching what happened in fucking Notre Dame the other night, I'm cool with not having fans in the fucking stadium right now. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay. Um, um I, I don't know what to think. I mean, part of me's like, you know, I'm. I'm gonna try and get away from Zanjo saying MSU is gonna win. I don't. Yeah. I don't. From, from I don't the, see it. Yeah, yeah Zanjo's Zanjo's evolved to crack. Like yeah. <laughs> from, from 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 the guy he's under quarantine yeah. crack. He's trying yeah, to get yeah. from, from the guy who uh, broke the Mel Tucker to MSU news. We bring you his new hottest take. MSU will beat Indiana. He said it right game. after the Iowa game too. I'm like, he did. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I mean, they Indiana played pretty well and damn near won that game last year under much different circumstances. But and you know it was Penix that who started in place of um, Peyton uh, Ramsey. Ramsey. Well, Penix didn't hadn't Penix had won the job. Yeah, Penix won the job. I thought, yeah, I thought Ramsey just got hurt or something. No, no Penix was uh, Penix beat him out. Up. Yeah, but Penix was okay. nicked up coming in. We didn't know that if he was going to play until later in the week. Yeah, yeah, that. So it's you know it. It'll be interesting to see what it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm going to go Indiana 35, MSU 24. That's my we, prediction. We could win this game or we could lose 49 to 7. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? Like, this year is weird. This team is weird. I don't have a good feel for them. I mean, if you look at ESPN. If Jay Johnson, if Jay Johnson runs, runs, runs halfback power, on first down every game, we're going to lose. That's that straight yeah. up. But, you know, hopefully Rocky's okay. He looked – he looked – I mean, he looked banged up last yeah, week. I mean, around. there were drives where he looked like he was in, like, physical pain. Like, it hurt to watch. He should have been pulled after uh, the halftime. And, and he was – he was – it was weird because he was able to rip him downfield. But the touch throws, the soft throws, the the – crossing routes to 10 15 yarders like he could not get power yeah. on them so like yeah. i don't i i think it was just he knew he had to rip it downfield so he just did and then for everything else he was just like like he couldn't he literally couldn't do it because he couldn't put the touch plus the power because normally he's throwing the ball at 800 miles an hour no matter how close the guy is well and, i that's um i will say mitch like i i said it i said it last week i think on here that the medium range touch throws are the hardest are the hardest things for a quarterback to get down because right. 
like anyone can grip, you know, like grip it and it's, but, it's yeah. the drive for show, putt uh, for dough equivalent. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, it's, for sure. But normally he's letting them fly, right? Like if he's missing, he's not missing short at people's feet like he was on Saturday. Right. He's Usually he's well overthrowing. Over, yeah, he's or, well heads or, or it's just, bouncing off their hands or yeah exactly I, and I'm, yeah go ahead Mitch. no i just like i said I, we could either it's just a, it's a weird game it's a weird year we we could we could win this game or we could lose by 100 like it's just yeah it is well, if you look at indiana yeah like you said they beat penn state by one which was a good win at that point because I think Penn State was ranked, I'm pretty sure. They were 13th. 13th. And then, you know, they beat Rutgers. They cover against Rutgers. Yeah. And, you know, who wasn't a great team, but they were 1-0. And then they beat a Michigan that team that is reeling, that is in serious shit. Um, and, you know, it, it's going to be curious to see if they can, you know, if they could go to 4-0 against every team that's, like, under 500. Like, you know, a really bad combined record. It's just yeah. We could be we could be halfway in the year and not know really know how good Indiana is. Right. The whole, crazy. If you just all you need to know is look look at the Big Ten look at the Big Ten standings on ESPN. IU one, OSU two, Maryland three, Rutgers four, MSU five, Michigan six, Penn State seven. Penn State might be the worst team in the division, and they're only a two and a half point favorite at Nebraska. Who is a bad team? They're only a two and a half point favorite. Yeah, hammer field goal Penn favorite. State. Hammer Penn State. Hammer oh yeah, I'm. Ha- I I pick Penn State easily. Oh my god, hammer Penn State. But yeah. boy, if they lose that game, holy shit! The the calls for Franklin's head are going to come Dude, even more than they are right now. Hey, amen. Give me Jamari Budden and the King Twins. <laughs> yeah, a a fucking man Talk, coming. Tuck coming. Tuck coming. Speaking of Tuck coming, uh, we flipped. We flipped a guy from Michigan. That always feels good. Uh, we got Ray Sean Benny, uh, four-star lineman. He he plays he plays on both lines at at Oak Park High School. But uh, the prevailing wisdom is that he'll be on the offensive line when he enrolls at MSU. Uh, he's six five two seventy five. Yeah, kid six five two seventy five. Coach Cap. Coach Cap wanted him and my Zin- my Linsky bad, so um, you know you just. I would suggest that you. I the rooting schedule, at for this point out for Michigan State fans, is whoever Texas is playing against, and whoever Penn State is playing against. That's that's the flip season. Yep, that's the that's <laughs> the that's the schedule going forward. You know yep. we're. That's uh, what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even think about – when's the last time D'Antonio landed a composite 200 – a top 200 player? Uh, the 2016 class, but we don't talk about that class. Oh, yeah, let's never speak yeah. of it. Okay. Uh, but so anyway, like, yeah. It's momentum. We, we landed a top 200 player. Yeah. Like, it, you know, people can say what they want. The MGO boards already, you know, we didn't want him. He didn't meet the academics, blah, 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 blah. They wanted him, and they lost him. He also says he made up his mind before the game last week. Yeah, so I, you know, Tuck, you know, that's 
you know, that's the thing, right? Is like the reason that people are so pissed with Harbaugh is that Harbaugh gets paid like a coach to regularly beat Ohio State, win Big Ten championships, make the college football playoff, or win New Year's Six Bowls. He hasn't done any of that. You know, the expectation, you know, James Franklin and Mel Tucker are paid as a result of the market and are paid to compete for the Big Ten and to get get to New Year's Six Bowl games and then maybe just have enough in the tank to to punch Ohio State to sucker punch Ohio State when they're not looking. Yeah, one out of three years, maybe. Yeah, Franklin did it once. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's you know, so, so the expectations are different. But uh, oh fuck, why are they doing this? Why would you do this to me? Uh, I'm I'm the TV in the the TV in my recording office uh, is playing Jeopardy right now. Je- Jeopardy just. Oh mm. my god. So that's that's R.I.P. Alex Trebek. Well, yeah, already. yeah, dude. That's that's fucked. That's, that's fucked up. That's like. Yeah, those are like Alan Rickman. Uh, uh, oh my God, I'm drawing. Oh, I, love, I, I love watching the Harry Potters again. For Alan like I, I, I hate you know like whatever. That's like Alan Rickman, Kobe, like Chadwick. Yeah. like it's just like a type, Chad, yeah. It's just yeah, like it, a guy you thought was gonna be in your life forever. Right. Just like yeah. and I remembered like like the beginning of quarantine, like that goat tournament was like. Oh, and yeah. fucking Ravel spoiled it. That piece of shit. Yeah, Ravel's a cunt, so. God, Ravel should Ravel. just Ravel should stick to 4K 60 FPS footage of this of Kennedy getting his fucking dome blown <laughs> off. <laughs> the day JFK was assassinated, here's a uh, 8K footage of it. 8:30 in the morning. We don't talk about that tweet enough. That tweet doesn't get talked about enough. 8:30 in the morning. You're having your Aaron Ravel was like. Here's an American president Coffee, checking the timeline, and all of a fucking, sudden getting fucking domed by the CIA. <laughs> oh God! Uh, He's but, like, if you look closely, you can see George H. W. Bush rubbing his hands together like a like a twenties silent movie villain. <laughs> oh my God! That was um, fucked up. That's just you know we don't speak enough about that. That's fucked up. Anyway, yeah, Ray Sean Benny. Very yeah, excited we'll for him. In a minute. Yeah. Very excited to see. Very excited to see him. Very Who excited else? to see him on campus. Yeah, he was our second second of three commits in the last two days. Yeah, we also um, got our first uh, official 2022 recruit, uh, Christian Phillips. Um, he's a three-star offensive lineman out of Georgia, uh, Salem, Georgia. Uh, he's. <laughs> He is uh, class of 2022, so that makes him, what, 16? Yeah, and he is 6'5", 335 pounds. Whole lot, of, whole, lot of, whole lot of meat right there. Big boy. I'm as, a Coach, as Coach Cap would like to say it, as Coach Cap would like to put it, a whole lot of juice. Yeah, I'm a fat motherfucker, and he could eat me. Yeah, that guy, shit on a shingle, man. Yeah, that's a big 16, 6'5", like – I feel like his mom, has, he's got to have a custom bed, right? There's no way he's sitting on, like, a normal-ass bed frame. <laughs> like, Shit, man. I don't know. I'm, imagine him sleeping on a fucking uh, twin extra long in fucking case. 
I could barely fit on a twin X case, <laughs> and I'm I and I was two, three inches shorter and like sixty pounds lighter. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Jesus Christ! Uh, and then also, uh, we got another 2021 offensive lineman, uh, Brandon Baldwin from Independence Community College. If Independence Community College sounds familiar to you, that's because they were featured on season three of Last Chance U. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Jason Brown, the coach who told a German kicker that he was going to be his personal Hitler. So, oh, you know, he's also from Southfield. He's a yes, Michigan. correct. He is also from Southfield. Uh, and like this is this is the big thing that I like about Mel Tucker is like. Uh, and I hope he does more of this now that he has a full off season is D'Antonio never played the Juco game that much. He didn't, he didn't play the portal. Uh, but I feel like Tucker has no qualms about doing that. And I think the early indication of getting some of these Juco guys in is a good signal for that. Like if there's a guy they want in the portal, they're going to go get him. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, that's, that makes me excited. And if you're not over six feet tall, you're not getting recruited. Yes. Colton Pouncey, uh, MSU Twitter's Twitter's tape measure. We got to get him on the pod uh, to talk about that. Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, listen, we're not just interested in sports. Oh, before we talk about Mando. So, because – because MSU got their got the brakes beaten off of them, I tuned out early, and I was able to watch the craziest ending of a college football game I've seen in like probably three years. I'm pissed that Liberty mm. won that shit. I missed that. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Liberty fucking sucks. Fuck Jerry Falwell. Fucking cuck bitch. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, quite literally, quite literally a cuck. Uh, his wife was like literally fucking the pool boy. Uh, <laughs> like you can't make that up. Like how the fuck? Like what is this? Nineteen seventy-five? Like what the fuck? Anyways, uh, so we were watching the game because my dad had bet the over. And the over hit with a minute and 51 seconds left. Virginia Tech scored a touchdown to tie and to hit the over. So Liberty's got the ball with a minute 47 left. They punch, they punch kick it, eats up a few seconds. They're marching down the field. Um, they get to wherever they want. They get to like the they get to Virginia Tech's like 45 yard line, and they stall out. So with 11 seconds left. It's fourth and six, and they bring out the field goal unit to try like a 59-yard field goal. It gets blocked and returned for a Virginia Tech touchdown for the win. Or so you think. Because before the snap, uh, Mario Fuentes, Virginia Tech's head coach, decided he needed to ice a college kicker who was about to attempt a 59-yard field goal. What an idiot. So instead of lining up to take the kick again, Liberty brings the offense back out and Virginia Tech goes in prevent. But in college, you just need literally any time left on the clock 
to kick a field goal. In the NFL, you need at least three seconds before you can attempt a field goal. In college, you can attempt a field goal with one second left as long as you snap the ball before the clock expires. Mm-hmm. So Virginia Tech goes in prevent. There's seven guys back, and Liberty throws it underneath to get the first down. The guy goes out of bounds with five seconds left. It is now a 49-yard field goal, and the kicker drills it for the win. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Just like, you know, like, or Justin Fuentes is the head coach of Virginia Tech. Excuse me. I think I called him Mario Fuentes. But, <laughs> bro, like, you need to ice a college kicker on a 59-yarder? Are you kidding me? Let him fucking try it. And if he makes it, and makes it. Go for it. Yeah. You know what? Like, fucking let him try it. Like, if he makes a 59-yard field goal, then fucking good for him, man. No shit. He deserves it. Yeah, and the real kicker is they blocked it and scoop and scored for the win, for the dub. And it (laughs) didn't count. And what's even crazier is, is that there's enough time on the – there was 11 seconds left. And you go into prevent. They don't need to take the shot. They just need to they just need to get the first down. So why aren't you just guarding the sticks? Yeah. Like let them have whatever just as long as they don't get past the sticks. Make them fumble ruski, eat clock. That was a that was a, that was almost going responding to a a second try fourth and six with prevent with more than enough time left to get up to get a playoff before they have to bring out the kicker is the most boneheaded move I've seen since like knowing that there's no return guy and bringing out two gunners anyway, and not <laughs> going into max protect. Uh, okay. Let's uh, talk. Let's talk about Mando. Yeah. Uh, Baby Yoda. Fucking asshole. Murdering, murderous little bastard, bro. Like, you know, like, I know he understands English. I know he does. Yeah. So when that lady was like, which pretty impressive feat by her to be able to like, do like the bypass thing for the droid or whatever. Yep. To go like, hey, these are the last of my family line. Like, we need to get them to, like, this planet or whatever. There are Mandalorians there, so it's a win-win. And mm-hmm. he ate, like, three kids. At, le- at least. And he knew it was wrong because at the very end, he waited until the frog lady went to sleep and for Mando to go to sleep so he could eat a fucking egg. What the fuck? Yeah, what a little bastard, bro. That's some fucked up shit. What a shithead, man. Yep. Just doesn't fucking listen. Discipline issues. Yeah, man. <laughs> fucking discipline issues. Mando needs to beat that ass. <laughs> yeah, fucking. This is the scene where he beats him with a belt. Then <laughs> 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 it cuts to the Mandalorian. <laughs> fucking, pi- fucking pistol whips him. <laughs> <laughs> Just throws him on the side of the ship and then. Hey, you stupid little fuck. Knock it off. Shocks him with like the long rifle, just like a <laughs> zzz. <laughs> oh, uh, I thought it was an okay episode. I'd put it on the lower end of Mando episodes, and I know it's a very small sample size, but 
I know I'm not alone in saying this, but like if I don't see Amy Sedaris for the rest of the season, like that'd be a good move. I would enjoy yeah. not seeing Amy Sedaris for the rest of the season. Is that the crazy haired bitch on Tatooine? Yeah. Okay. It's weird seeing Princess Carolyn in a Star Wars uh, show. It's not even that. It's just like she's like doing like she's doing too much. She's like frazzled and I need like I need like fifteen percent less from her. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if I'm gonna see her this much, I, I need like I need like a little I need it to be toned down a little bit. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Like, hey, Mando, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Cut that too, huh? She's like a little bit of Jerry Seinfeld. Hopefully they we're should, off tattooing for They a should replace her with Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. Yeah, I'd hopefully. Watch I'd, I mean, I'd still watch it, but I'd be so in. Yeah, I, yeah, I just – I'd be cool if we were done with tattooing for the season. Yeah. Well, we're not because, like – No fucking way. We're going to have to go back because of what we saw at the end of episode one. Yeah, I guess. Like, we're probably done with Tatooine until, like, the final three episodes. I would imagine that – I would imagine that the final two episodes are kind of on the same arc right. as the last two episodes of last season where it's just kind of like a little – it's like a Clone Wars arc, you know, where it's like two or three episodes that tell, like, one story. Yeah. yeah. I uh, imagine we're on a similar trajectory. I'm uh... – I'm curious if you guys remember when we were starved for information over the summer, there was that leaker who was saying like some shit went down during production or whatever. And like yeah. after episode six, like, like halfway through the season, it's yeah, you like notice, yeah, you like notice a shift. I'm very curious. Yeah. I'd be, yeah, that's, I forgot about that. Um, yeah. The whole point was like Kathy Kennedy like started like started fucking shit up and Favreau and Filoni were like telling her to fuck off and there was like they basically like Favreau like went to Iger and was like she she needs to go where I go like it was like some crazy shit yep but like it was from a Twitter account that had like 400 followers and like didn't like there was no like secondary source who like could corroborate. No one ran with it. Yeah. It was kind of dismissed out of hand as like ridiculous. Um, it was probably fucking kick Favreau and Filoni to the curb. You might as well kick the whole show to the curb. It was, it was around, it was around like the press cycle for rises. It was around like the, like kind of the aftermath of rise of Skywalker. So I think everyone was a little dubious. Like it was some guy who just like fucking hated Kathy Kennedy and just wanted to like drum up enough shit to maybe get her fired. But like, yeah, like taking advantage of everyone's feelings about star Wars at the moment. Right. Cause we were stuck in the negativity slash eh of it instead of cooling off and just getting it out of our system and then eating up the Mando slot. Yeah. But I'd be, I'd be interested to see where they go from here. Um, you know, I we gotta get we gotta get Sabrina Run in here at some point. Uh, we gotta I hope get, we're done with Frog Lady after next episode. We gotta get Ahsoka in here at some point. We gotta get, you know, John Carlo Esposito needs to come back at some point. Let's just have Timothy Elephant uh, accompany Mando the whole show, as long as he keeps the beard. Yeah, that's my only condition. Got to keep the beard, Tim. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you guys said something about Ahsoka Tana. 
Why are you looking up some weird shit on a website you shouldn't be on? No, uh, <laughs> no, I tried to order that um, Funko that we were talking about the other day. Mitch, no one gives a shit about your Funko Pop collection. We're oh, moving on. Man, but, uh, yeah. Jeez. No, it's, you know, uh, <laughs> also, bad episode if you're an arachnophobe. Not the episode Ooh. for you if you if you don't like spiders. Oh, not the not the not the forty minutes you want to spend, man. <laughs> right up there with uh, Chamber of Secrets and all those fucking crawling bastards. Mm. Yeah, not the not the place to be. Not the place to hang out if you don't like spiders. I'll tell you that much. That is true. Yeah, we. Uh, I, I hope it gets. I hope it amps up a little bit soon. That's all I want. I felt like I literally I felt like that the entire first season, and then they literally got to like the last episode, and it was fucking better. Last two maybe, and they were fucking badass, and like it was super slow the whole fucking season. They got the last two episodes, and I was like, oh, now we're done, great. Yeah, it's just it's weird because it's not doing the same things other TV shows are doing, right? Like going from the boys to this. I need to watch it. Like, not oh, only I need to watch it. Like, I'm not even talking about like violence or language or content-wise, but I'm just speaking, just like in generalities, right? The boys is telling like this long narrative arc, right? It's being run essentially like a network TV show where they're just going to keep going, keep going, keep going, swap people in and out, right? It doesn't matter where. The Mandalorian is I'm not the first person to make this comparison, but it's it's an adventure serial. Right? Like it's just like we're at a planet, we're gonna do a thing, and then when the thing's over, we're gonna leave. Yeah, it's like it's like a GTA type of show. Like he just does a mission, then we're done for the week. Yeah, it's like well, I mean you gotta remember he's a bounty hunter. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I I think like people who people who like keep expecting some kind of like some kind of overarching like kind of like intricate like Game of Thrones esque plot, like you're gonna like die mad because it's not coming. So, fuck Game of Thrones. Yeah, fuck. Well, like I don't even like dragons. I don't even three, fuck with. Three quarters I don't even, of the show is good. I don't even fuck with dragons and shit, but that's, that's besides the point. Like you guys get what I'm saying, right? Like it's yeah. yeah. God, I love the boys. Just had to say that. Oh my God. I love that show. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. Your word from a sponsor. And then, uh, I got a pitch room for you guys. And then we're going to do a little more movie wire talk. Sorry. Uh, what what do you want us to talk about? How bad we got our shit kicked in by Iowa. (laughs) Like, thanks for coming on the pod, Lucy. I don't know what the fuck you want us to talk about. <laughs> like, so. Oh, why did she come on? Oh, well. <laughs> well, like a while ago. Uh, come on again. All right. Commercial. All right. Here's a word from our sponsor.
This podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. You know, fellas, everyone's got the time where they were becoming a man and they didn't know what to do. You know, you get hair in weird places. Maybe you went to a Catholic school and you didn't have proper sex education beyond don't have sex because Jesus told you not to. And you didn't know how to shave your balls and you were too embarrassed to ask your parents. So maybe you just kind of took a shot at it and you fucked yourself up. I've been there. But that's why you have Manscaped. Uh, the new Lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof with advanced skin safe technology to reduce nicks and cuts and even has a light to help with your close shave down there. The Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer can help you whack those nasty weeds in your delicate holes, folks. This also has proprietary skin safe technology to help prevent nicks, snags, and tugs. The performance package also includes Prop Preserver. It's deodorant for your balls. And it also helps you protect against chafing. Everyone knows the big boys chafe. Also, the, the Crop Reviver Ball Toner will keep your boys fresh at all times. Maybe you're on the other side of the wall and you don't know where your next shower is. No worries. The Crop Mop Ball Wipes are there for you. Do you have smelly feet? Manscaped can help with their foot duster foot deodorant. Made to fight odors of the dirtiest feet. Do you want to smell good everywhere? Good, because the refined cologne by Manscaped is a clean and fresh scent designed for the refined gentleman. On top of everything, they've thrown in the shed travel bag to help carry your goods. And the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs to hold the entire package together. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code BACON at manscaped.com. During the winter, you may be spending more time with your balls. You might as well make them beautiful. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and used BACON. 20% off and free shipping with code BACON at manscaped.com. Be sure to join the Manscaped movement. These products are snow joke, folks. Let's get back to the podcast. All right. Thank you to Manscaped. Uh, before we go, uh, I have a quick pitch room for you guys. So SD97, hit the Shark Tank music. Uh, this is a show that's been all over Netflix the past couple weeks. Um, a few people, a few people around, you know, kind of on social media, have praised this show. Uh, it's the Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Uh, it is it is created, uh, written by, and directed Scott Frank, who was uh, who was last who you may know as the writer of Logan. And it follows um, Elizabeth Harmon, a child chess prodigy uh, through her life of ups and downs and traumas and her struggle with addiction and like the weight of the weight of like being intellectually gifted. Um, It's, it's a wonderful show. Um, Hmm. And you know, instead of just sitting here like jerking off about how great like Anya Taylor Joy is in the show, which she is, she's spectacular. Um, I kind of wanted to, I kind of wanted to make a make a larger point. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people who care about movies um, bring up the fact that movies, like there are certain types of movies that don't get made anymore. 
right? Or don't get major theater releases like rom-coms, um, your kind of adult, quote unquote, adult dramas. And like, if this were, if this were 2007 instead of 2020, uh, the Queen's Gambit is the Queen's Gambit is a movie. It's not a film. It's not a limited series. But honestly, most of these most of these quote unquote adult dramas that like 10, 15 years ago would be would be like in theaters are like better served by being limited series. Because like because you get it's seven episodes and each episode is an hour. So you get more or less seven, you get seven ish hours with, with this show. And, you know, they're just able to flesh out uh, the main character, Elizabeth Harmon, just so well throughout these seven hours. And it's a character who's complicated and, and has a lot of, and has a lot of bad shit happen to her. And has a lot of success and has a lot of struggle. And like if it's a two-hour movie, you have to make sacrifices somewhere. Right? And you get these incredible, incredibly filmed scenes of chess that like make the most boring board game in the fucking world seem like seem like the last second of a last second of a football game. It's 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 magnificent. Hmm. and it's got a great it's got a great supporting cast um and i cannot i cannot recommend this show enough it's it's unbelievable um so yes you watch this it's 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 awesome it kicks ass it's you know you're gonna see like oh it's a chess it's a show about chess and like kind of turn your nose up at it because that's what I did. But it's, it has, it, it uses its runway correctly. Like if this were a two hour movie, it would be a lot. It would be a lot. So is the show predicated on stress strategy, chess strategy, or is the show predicated, predicated on a game of chess? No, it's, it's like a, it's like a biopic. That's that's the best way I can put it. It's it's more or less a biopic. But this but this is a completely fabricated person. Like there was no actual Elizabeth Harmon who no. was like a chess prodigy in like the late fifties, early sixties. Um it's it's a completely that's the best way I can put it. It's like a it's like a fake biopic. Okay. So it's following this chess prodigy around Right, through her through her life. Um she's she's an orphan. Okay. Um, she's, you know, like I said, she, she struggles with addiction and with alcoholism and it's kind of her, it's, 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 it's a story about like, it's a story about like this person, but it's told, but chess is like the table dressing around it. And if it was a two hour movie, like they would have to pick a lane and it would become bogged down by either like shit loads of chess exposition or it would become like or it become like uh, Oscar Gold, like that fake movie Roger made in like the American Dad James Bond parody. Yeah, that's what it would. That's what it would end up like. So, 
because because you have so much time to spend with this character and like live in this world and like and like kind of absorb kind of absorb chess like the game of chess and some strategy like you're you're able to enjoy it more and be more involved in the show versus like having every single move there is a lot of just like there's a lot of Bas- there's a lot of basil exposition characters in this show I'm not going to lie to you. Like there's like three characters whose only purpose is exposition, but there's so much going on around those scenes that like, you're not going to be as pissed about if you're not, because you're not like you, you have, there's not like, okay, here's another scene explaining like what this opening chess move is. And here's another, and here's another thing explaining what the clocks are in chess. Like it's spread out in between these scenes of like well of well scripted performances by Anya Taylor Joy, uh, the boy the the boy who became a man Dudley Dursley's uh, in it, uh, Thomas Brody Sanger from Game of Thrones, or as I know him, Sam from Love Actually because I didn't watch Game of Thrones, <laughs> but I did watch Love Actually. You don't wait, 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 wait. Mitch. I've said this time and time again. I don't like medieval shit. I'm not. I don't fuck with medieval shit. Are you a history dude? Yeah, but I don't fuck with medieval shit. King Arthur, like, like fucking. You don't be like Mer. Okay, fine. You want to pitch me? Go to Netflix. Watch Merlin. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that, man. I'm not it's, gonna do that, fam. It's I'm out. Good. I'm out. I like your product. Like, <laughs> like your product. I don't like you. I'm, I'm out. out. Oh man. I'm not oh. gonna. Fuck. I don't like dragons and swords and shit. How do you not? I don't either. I watched it because Cassie wouldn't stop talking about it because like she and her mom and her brother did watch it, and then I watched it and I caught up and I'm like. Game of Thrones was goaded until the that's end. Listen, that's what there were three... About. Exactly, right? So I'm not going to start a show knowing that I'm going to be pissed off at the end. That's number one. <laughs> they I was just like, okay, I they, watched And the it. other two reasons to watch the show are like the... the, the, the yeah, the boobies, which like boobies. I can look... Which I can look up boobs and be fine. <laughs> I can just look... I can, I can go to a certain black and orange website... Look up Game of Thrones <laughs> topless and get everything I need from Game of Thrones. So can our king, John King, on CNN, apparently. Yeah. It was, <laughs> Listen, uh, all I could think about, I know the video is fake. Listen, I know the video is fake. I, I don't need some reply guy going, that video with doctors. It was but funny. <laughs> I can't help but think of... I can't help but think of what the the Wolf of Wall Street, the scene where Matthew McConaughey takes Leo out to lunch. McConaughey is like, "How often do you masturbate? <laughs> uh, like twice a day." It's like those are rookie numbers, you know. Sometimes I take one. <laughs> sometimes I jerk off right after lunch, just get a little energy. You know, those those guys were fucking eighteen hours a day staring at a desk, saying the same things. Yeah, they said down. the same thing. They were like, "Key race alert! Still too close to call in Pennsylvania." 
Yeah. Joe Biden's lead's now 30,000, but we can't call it because... I mean, I, I will say, I just... It, I, it's just another recommendation bouncing off of those two. I'm just going to say it again. The Boys, Amazon Prime. I got to watch, watch that. You guys keep talking about watch it. it. I'm trying to... I blew I, through it in two days. I got, I got distracted by the election. I was watching... Because I never watched um, uh, Haunting of Hill House. I started watching Haunting of Hill House because I never oh. watched it last year. And then everyone's like, oh, well, Bly Manor's are the new one. So I was like, well, I might as well watch Hill House before oh, I watch she's Bly watching Manor. that, and I'm just like, oh, it's Elliot from E.T. Right. is the lead actor, so, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, so I got to get through that at some point, and – I just got a lot of bullshit with fucking work. I'm just ready for season three of Succession to start filming. Yeah, I'm ready for I'm ready for uh, I'm ready for Ray Sean Benny and Hamp Fay. Oh. oh yeah. Well, one one more thing. I saw on one of the the pages I follow that Wandavision might be getting pushed back to 2021. Hmm. Isn't it done? Like it's done, right? It's on the Entertainment Weekly cover too. I don't know. I I saw it on one of the Marvel pages I saw. Well, the assumption the assumption I always had was like it was either going to get pushed back MCU or, MCU direct breaking WandaVision's debut on Disney Plus has seemingly been delayed to January 2021. Hmm. They're going to wait, they're going to wait for the Mandalorian to finish its season is what Well, I that's what I, I always assumed that uh, the last episode of Mando and the first episode of WandaVision would release on the same day. Like mm. it would be like a simultaneous drop. So it's like you can finish Mando and then you can go right into WandaVision. Do you like uh, do you like space space race stuff? Russian Cold War space yes, race? Yes, I do. The right stuff on Disney Plus? Yeah. It's a National Geographic Please. series. I need to watch Moonbase Eight That's on good. Showtime. It's um, God, I uh, it's um, Mike from Suits. Um, I can't I can't think of the actor's name. Um, uh, it's a couple guys that you've like definitely seen in like movies and shit. Uh, but you know they're playing the original astronauts. Uh, you know they're all flyboys and from yeah. different branches. There's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of like. There's been a lot of space race shit in the past yeah. few years. Well, yeah, with For All Mankind kind of, on After For All Mankind, Plus. First Man, the Apollo, yeah. the incredible Apollo 11 doc that came out last year. If you space haven't checked Force. that out, I believe it's on Hulu. Uh, yeah. That's but awesome. I, but I like it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, there's only six episodes so far. Like, they're doing one a week. with, So it came out a little bit before Mando, but... Yeah. I want to watch um, sad, Moonbase. Sad, uh, sad Dadstra starring Bat- Brad Pitt. That's uh, That movie was something else. Holy shit. Yeah, I I don't know why I went in expecting like some space romp and said it was just like Brad Pitt like longingly looking into a computer screen for two hours. It was good. Yeah. But it wasn't like the space action movie I was expecting. You know what's really funny? We went to see that movie, and the, the olds next to us Lysoled everything. This is in September 2019. They Lysoled everything, 
you brought their own napkins and own silverware for the food. And, you know, I look back on it. I look back on it on March when the theaters closed. I'm like, you know, they were ahead of their time. We really, sh- we should have listened to the old people for once. I, uh, I want to watch Moonbase 8 on Showtime with um, John C. Riley, Tim Heidecker, and um, Fred Armisen. That looks pretty funny. Is that uh, – that, that premiered, right? Yeah, I think the first episode was last night. Yeah. I, I fell off on the good Lord Bird. I, it, was, it was a tougher hang than anticipated. Oh, you did? Yeah. I, it's, it's still good, but it's just like I think I'm going to like – I think it's the thing I need to binge. Like I can't, like I can't have time to let it sit. Like I need to, like right. I need to plow through it. I can't just, I can't, I can't wait a week. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's some shows that you can do that, and there's like Mando. It's good to do one a week, because that way we can digest it properly. And just like Baby Yoda did with all those fucking eggs, little asshole, fucking little dick, murder. man. Yeah, dude, little murdering piece of shit, bro. Makes you look good. Honestly, makes you look at Baby Yoda in a completely different light. Yeah, well, it's like, and he ate frogs and shit last year, but like, shit, man. He's just like, mm. <laughs> get this shit out, All right? Oh, oh boy, I can't, All right. can't wait for this shit to come back. And it's election. Wait, Biden won, so COVID should be gone right now, shouldn't it? Yeah, I had yeah. to fucking, I had to fucking pay a change fee because I bought tickets to Paris. For the day after the election, thinking Biden would win and this COVID shit would be over. But I had to change it until like February and it cost me 200 bucks. Well, you know what, SD, God damn it. The election's not fucking over yet. He didn't win. As far as I'm concerned, it, it's, fake, it's fake news. All right, SD, Maga, Maga, Mitch, Maga Mitch, settle down. <laughs> I would, I would build, I would build the, I would build like the Trump campaign for like the change fee, like I'd invoice them, <laughs> but like they're not gonna pay me back. <laughs> they are looking sure. for money. They're gonna want some money from you instead of the other way. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just send per- it. Maybe I'll send it to Deutsche Bank, and I'll just like throw this on his tab. Like sixty yeah. percent <laughs> <laughs> of whatever you give Trump will go to pay his legal fees. No, it's to pay down his campaign debt. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, oh boy. Good shit. Orange man bad. Orange man bad. Orange man out of White House. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. I just want to comment. The I think first, the first cop vice president. Congratulations, America. We fucking <laughs> did it. We yeah. fucking did it. All right. You want to? I don't yeah. want to do this. I don't want to do this. I'm just, no, I wasn't even. I wasn't even going to say that. I was going to go back to football for a second. Yeah, let's go back to football. Hey. Um, congratulations to Jim Harbaugh doing one more thing that Bo Schembecker did, losing to the University of Indiana. Like it's my only handshake tweet. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is only missing one thing that oh. Bo did. A big fat oh. W against Ohio State. No, oh, and a sexual assault. Fuck! That Oh, I was. Um. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're just. <laughs> We're gonna end it. Go green. Go, <laughs> Go sponge. <laughs> <laughs>